Recording from the Sunshine City, St. Petersburg, Florida, overlooking beautiful Tampa Bay, this is the Sonography Lounge, sponsored by Gulf Coast Ultrasound Institute. This podcast is dedicated to medical professionals and patients around the world interested in diagnostic and interventional ultrasound. Our podcast will discuss everything ultrasound, from news, trends, career paths, new technology, and industry updates. Hosted by Lori Green and Tricia Rio of Gulf Coast Ultrasound Institute, they bring over four decades of experience in the ultrasound profession and are here to guide you through this journey. Now sit back, relax, and enjoy. Hey, everybody, and welcome to the Sonography Lounge, sponsored by Gulf Coast Ultrasound Institute, where we discuss all things ultrasound. I'm Tricia Rio, and I will be co-hosting today's episode with Lori Green. Today, we are going to circle back to our Career Spotlight series, which focuses on sharing information from professionals who have experience working in one or more of the various ultrasound career pathways and their personal experiences of different roles in sonography and the associated benefits and challenges. Opportunities in sales, application, consulting, and so much more mean opportunities in the sonography field for professionals from all backgrounds. Today, we're going to speak with Daisha Jordanov, Registered Nurse and Clinical Account Manager for Echo News. Welcome, Daisha. Thanks so much for having me. Thanks for being here. All right, so let's just kick it right off with our first question. Why don't you start off by telling us a little bit about your nursing background and how you became familiar with ultrasound and its various clinical applications? Yeah, so I have been a nurse for about 15 years. I started out in labor and delivery, so I was familiar with ultrasound just in a daily setting. Um, but then I moved into triage and saw the impact that diagnostic tools can have, but noticed that there was a gap in access. So then with Echonos, I ended up recognizing how our device can impact patient care with its user-friendly interface and improved access to a variety of providers, including nurses. So it really opened my eyes to what I can do in, within my own scope. Yeah, that makes sense. I can see how that kind of blended itself together. Yeah, absolutely. So in your um, experience, um, how did you become part of the Econos team and, and what kind of experience has that been like for you? Yeah, so a former nurse colleague reached out to me about an open position and underscored how impressive the company and the technology is. Um, so I couldn't believe it, but I jumped over from the bedside. She asked if I wanted to join and I said, no way. I love my job. She said, you really should try it. So I came over to the dark side and <laughs> since joining, yeah, so since joining, I've been really impressed by the commitment to involving technology and seeing how it directly changes the way patient care is managed, which was really important to me. Uh, so additionally, Cosmos has really opened the door to a new skill for me, allowing me to capture cardiac exams with an injection fraction, which is something I never would have envisioned for myself with my previous training. So it just really has evolved and changed my practice completely. Right. Yeah. I mean, when you, I'm sure when you first started seeing how the, as you mentioned, the Cosmos system was able to just help you and just add that extra layer to the patient care management and improve their outcomes. Can you tell us a little bit more specifically about that Cosmos system? Yeah, so Cosmos is a handheld AI-assisted ultrasound, and especially for novice nurses uh, or any novice user, 
Um, it has grading and labeling and guiding on it. So I can lay it down on a patient and see a heart and it's labeling the anatomy for me. So I know what I'm looking at. It's guiding me to get a better image. And then lastly, it's grading my image. So I know whether I have an optimal image or suboptimal image. So it really allows ultrasound to be readily available to novice users, including nurses. Mm, wow. Absolutely. Very cool. I want to circle back just um, to the career pathway aspect of the um, discussion and um, how you started out as a as a nurse. And um, obviously, being in labor and delivery, um, you were exposed to a, a lot of ultrasound in that aspect of it. But I think um, the career pathways that are available to nurses and other professionals, uh, sometimes they're not really widely known. And so it's through those experiences where you have the opportunity to learn something new that gives you a chance to grow within your career, whether that might be clinically or um, going out like you are in uh, clinical education and working in the commercial end of things. So um, tell why don't you tell us a little bit about how that experience was where, um, you know, you're basically went from labor and delivery to a triage type of um, situation. So a lot of different experiences there. And even though you might not have been performing the ultrasound, um, other people were, which had a huge impact on the care and treatment of the patients. But access, of course, is very important. But that's not the only um, direction people can take in nursing when they uh, begin to learn how to do ultrasound. And that kind of opens up doorways uh, for them once they learn those different um, applications. So um, do you have any advice for nurses, other nurses that are out there that are kind of wondering what else can they do in their career where um, they still have that rewarding uh, accomplishment of helping others, but yet expanding their skill set? Yeah. So I would say my biggest hesitation was losing the ability to impact patient care. That was really important to me. Mm -hmm. And I really did feel like coming to the side and being in the industry, I felt like I wasn't going to have that impact. But I really have, through education, been able to change practice in a different way than I did when I was actually at the bedside. Mm -hmm. So my, my biggest piece of advice would just be to feel confident in how transferable your skills are outside the clinical setting from problem solving to understand the understanding the physiology behind the pathology. They're, they, these are foundational skills for nurses and they translate well to other areas in healthcare that you can never imagine where you would end up. Absolutely. Yeah. And, you know, I was worried about the same thing when I transitioned out of clinical into the educational setting. You know, what if what if I start losing my skills or what if I can't impact patient care the way I wanted to? But I, I agree. You kind of discover that you actually have more impact than you ever thought possible when you work on this side of things. So that's really cool. Agreed. Yeah. So I know that you've been working with the peripheral IV access. Can you share some information or some advice um, that you would give other nurses regarding the utilization of ultrasound for peripheral IV access? Yeah. So um, obviously with more and more difficult IV access patients needing treatment, using ultrasound-guided access really dramatically changes the patient experiences for the better without sucking up resources. So you just have that ability to really 
um, learn a new skill and give patients faster, better care um, without delaying, delaying care. And that's a big problem um, in the healthcare system right now in terms of getting medications or treatment to people quickly due to this limited access that we have. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it can be really tough. Yeah, absolutely. Especially when we're in the middle of a pandemic and they're so, so uh, overtaxed with patients coming in and uh, needing to have a lot of different things done quickly. So um, being able to actually see where you're, see the vessel and get the uh, access in quickly is, is truly important. And uh, we, Absolutely. yeah, and we've, we've, you know, we've seen here at Gulf Coast, we've seen a, an increased interest among nurses to move into a new career as, as they're uh, battling, uh, you know, exhaustion and staffing shortages and all the things that have, um, you know, occurred due to, due to the situation with the pandemic. And so, um, you know, there, I think a lot of people are looking at what are other ways that I can utilize my skill set, which we've talked a little bit about. But um, I think a big part of that is uh, having the training and the education that they need to be able to um, maybe take that step forward into an, an area that um, is they're they're familiar with, but they don't know how to perform that. So do you have um, any advice for uh, nursing professionals on taking that step? I mean, obviously you have to have the commitment to make that make that change. And so it's going to take some time and there's, you know, skills that you have to acquire and to become proficient. But um, those are steps I would assume that you would uh, suggest to people that are considering making a change, and particularly if it involves uh, being in the ultrasound profession. And then secondary to that on, you know, what what steps would they take when the, to get started in making that move? Yeah, so my biggest advice on that would just be um, to remember it's a completely new skill. It's not you might be the best at putting IVs in blind, but putting IVs in, in, under ultrasound guidance is totally new. So give yourself some grace and um, stick with it. And with some practice and training, it really does give you a new tool in your tool belt at the bedside. So you're not just stuck with someone bleeding and you're not being able to get a line in. So um, just remember your IV skills don't necessarily apply to this new skill. So you just have to start from ground zero and um, put a new tool in your tool belt. Yeah, and I feel like, you know, when we talk about reimbursement and HCAP scores and patient satisfaction surveys, skills like this and tools like this should be under the, you know, the radar, not only of the nursing um, profession, but also the administration at the hospitals, just because it increases that patient satisfaction. You know, so it obviously is tied to reimbursement and overall quality of care. And it definitely thing. does. And it and it saves the hospital money. You're not starting trying to start many lines. And also time is money for that hospital. So, you know, if you only have to put one ultrasound guided IV in versus trying to ha have many nurses stick a patient multiple times, um, it also saves valuable nurse time, which is 
not it's worth it's worth its weight in gold. Oh my gosh, yeah, it's priceless. I mean, yeah. that especially, sounds like a win-win-win. <laughs> yeah, especially with right. staffing shortages. You know, you definitely don't want to have to be uh, wasting time doing multiple attempts to have access. And um, I know as uh, as having been a patient who's had that happen to me a number of times, and nurse after nurse trying to get an IV, and it's not fun for the patient either. So it definitely is going to improve those patient safety. <laughs> Uh, patient satisfaction scores, as well as um, most most importantly, patient safety as well. Yeah, and the outcomes, because, I mean, think about it. If your patient is not doing well and you need that line in to help them get better and you can't get it, that's not good. Absolutely. And I think from a career path um, perspective as well, that if you want to be able to have a choice in where you work. I mean, obviously now there's a lot of job openings, but, you know, moving down the line that, you know, if you're someone uh, who is applying for a position and you have that extra skill set of being able to perform ultrasound guided um, peripheral access or even some other related type of ultrasound examination, that's going to give you a competitive edge over someone else who might be applying for that same position. Yeah. Well, um, was there anything else you wanted to share with us, Dacia? I just like to remind people that you really can take your passion for patients and use that passion to drive care forward um, with new technologies and practices. So always just kind of be on the lookout. I never thought that I would end up here. And I'm really grateful that Echinos has given me the runway to use my education and my experiences in new ways and learn new skills still while I'm making an impact for patients. So it's it's just been such a great opportunity for me. And I encourage everyone to look outside your box because I definitely wasn't and I landed here. Yeah. And we can, I mean, the passion is evident in your voice. We can tell you're very happy. Absolutely. There's one other question that I, I wanted to ask you and I forgot, I apologize for that. But, um, you know, one, one question that many nurses may have is, you know, what is it like to be a clinical specialist and uh, be in your role? Like what does your day-to-day job entail? And, you know, what are some of the benefits and, and, you know, as with any position, there's going to be some things that you don't like to do as much, or maybe other people might consider a disadvantage, you know, when, and when working in industry that there's, you know, there's travel involved and there's long hours and there's a lot of different things to, to consider. So you obviously need to take those things into consideration. So could you just kind of briefly, um, uh, discuss those kind of things to give people an idea of what is it really like to be in that position as a clinical specialist? Sure. So my day-to-day job, I take um, whatever new orders come in and I contact the hospitals and the educators and I just create an education plan and what their goals and objectives are. And I try and I give them what mine are. Um, and I adjust the education plan based on the hospital or the customer that I have. So it's allowed me a lot of creativity because everybody is a little bit different in um, how they learn or what their expectations are. And so I spend a lot of time um, tweaking and and reworking my education plan to really um, make it customer-based. And then I go into the hospital and I work with the nurses on either, we have a bladder scanner, so I do bladder scanner education. I also do that um, ultrasound-guided IV education. And we also are doing some um, education regarding the cardiac exam and getting an ejection ejection fraction on patients. So um, I go in and I teach doctors or nurses and 
Um, then follow up with them, write emails. The, the best part is the flexibility. <laughs> There's tons of flexibility. We can make our schedule um, work around um, the hospital and my schedule. And it, it allows for um, driving on field trips and things like that. Right. Well. Yeah. <laughs> Having a little bit more so, balance, right? <laughs> yeah. Not working mm-hmm. on Christmas and those mm-hmm. things that I did for many years. So every nurse who's listening to this just went, what'd she just say? <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> all, all the different shift changes and so forth. Now you're, really you know, nice. in your position, you, um, uh, probably also help out with some of the demonstrations with, um, you know, with your system, with the sales representative. And um, is that something that you do? I know in a lot of the different clinical specialist um, applications, they that they have kind of a dual role of not only educating the um, healthcare providers after the they've purchased equipment, but um, they're also involved in the sales aspect of things. I do. I um, work closely with Brooke, who is my sales rep, and I do a lot of, um, I speak to the clinical benefit of each of the devices because I've, I've lived in, in the shoes where I have had subpar equipment or no equipment at all. So I really um, can apply what she's showing in a demo to how this can change care or um, help hospital costs. Um, because I understand it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's really important to be able to do that. So, it's a it's a uh, a joint effort in uh, helping is. the uh, prospective customer to see the value of not only using using ultrasound, but um, also the benefits that the hospital or the facility can uh, can reap by utilizing ultrasound as well. So that's awesome. And then, of course, there's also, you know, some downsides usually to um, being in a clinical um, specialist uh, position. And every equipment com- company is different. And so for you, I think, I'm not sure what your um, experience is, but usually there's travel involved. And in some companies, mm-hmm. it's more than others. So um, obviously, uh, that's something that someone has to take into consideration if they're thinking about moving in, in that direction. So um, can you speak to that just a little bit? Yeah, so there is a little bit of travel involved. Um, we try really hard to, again, we have be very flexible and be able to um, not spend so much time away from home. Mm-hmm. I would say the biggest negative, the, the challenge for me is when I teach something and then I get feedback saying um, that they didn't use it or they didn't have enough education. And so it's a challenge for me because again, I, I go back and say, what did, what can I change? What can I tweak so that they understand it better? And then I go back in and do it. But that is definitely the biggest challenge or, or the biggest hurdle for me mm-hmm. to try to try to teach everyone because everyone learns differently. Right. So it's just a matter of, of trying to engage and teach everyone equally. Right. Absolutely. Well, you hit the nail on the head there. Everybody does um, learn at a different pace and different people uh, learn better in different educational formats. And so trying to meet the needs of a lot of different people and then also dealing with the challenges of the availability of time where they may have a lot of nurses that need the training, but being able to pull them away from where they need them elsewhere in the hospital, Mm -hmm. even though you do your best to schedule time that they know that you're coming and 
this is what the focus should be. Obviously, it doesn't always work out that way. So I know that those can be some challenging and frustrating uh, situations when it comes to actually doing the education. Yeah, it is. But that's where we get creative. Exactly. (laughs) It's funny because within 15 minutes working with someone, you kind of peg how they learn and then you have to adjust. You might have three people in a group who all learn differently and you're constantly making those adjustments on the fly. So it can be really challenging. And then when you do all of that and you've put your heart into it and then they come back and say, nah, it was okay." You're like, what? (laughs) (laughs) Well, that's just the world of education, I guess. But, um, you know, working with... You know, at Gulf Coast here, we work with so many different medical professionals um, from all different specialty practices, all different levels of experience. And and you really do have to just be creative and innovative in the way that you um, impart that, that that information to them. And hopefully you're reading them right and they're being open with you and in their uh, communication so that you can um make sure that you're addressing what their specific needs are. So, and I know you do a great job of that, Daisha. I mean, we've had a lot of conversations in the past and, you know, you, you're, you're pretty creative in how you, you uh, do your planning and, and work with your customers. So that's, that's definitely something to be proud of. So um, I think that we've done a a good, you know, I think that the, anybody who's listening in today and our nursing professionals or even uh, any other medical providers that are considering uh, utilizing ultrasound for uh, IV access or any other type of ultrasound um, that can at least see from a career pathway that the first uh, step would be that to recognize that you want to make a change, but um, without moving completely out of your your profession and still being able to maintain that, that clinical perspective, that it, it takes some self-reflection on what you want to do in your in your uh in your personal world and in your career, and then taking the initiative to learn about different training and educational pathways to help you learn that new skill set and to remember that it's it's new. So it's just like anything else that it takes time um, to get the education and then time to get sufficient skills, practice, hands-on scanning um, to be proficient at performing those. And then that is going to then open up the doorways for you to go in a lot of different directions. And one of those being an industry, but it could be other areas as well, education or or other um, aspects within a a medical facility. So I, I think that's been really enlightening um, having this discussion with you regarding those um, your your career pathway, which has been very interesting and and your your proof that it can be very exciting. It can be. Agreed. Yeah. All right. Well, we want to thank you, Daisha, for being here with us today and sharing with our listeners, you know, your background and experiences and how you got where you are today. Absolutely. Thanks so much for having me. Yeah. Thank you, Daisha, so much. And we want to thank all of our listeners for joining us today and be sure to subscribe and follow us on social media so you don't miss out on any of our other upcoming episodes. So thank you all once again. We hope you have a great week and happy scanning. All right. Thanks, everyone. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening to the Sonography Lounge. Don't forget, if you like this episode, please subscribe and leave us a review on iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. You can also find us on Instagram at Sonography Lounge and Twitter at Sonography LNG. If you have any questions, comments, or topic suggestions, feel free to send an email to us at sonographylounge 
at gmail.com. Have a great week and scan, scan, scan.